legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus Welcome again to another broadcast. I am Dreamwalker1960. You can read the transcripts of my podcast at dreamwalker1960.com. Also, you do not need to download Podbean if you wish to listen. You can use Listen Notes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music or Audible, Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts, as well as Pandora, Spotify, and Player FM. For those that have not listened to my past podcast, I wish to once again establish something about myself. I am a dreamer of dreams as shown in Acts 2.17 and thus the name I used in these broadcasts. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. The other night I had one of these dreams, which I had to think upon and ponder for a while to gain understanding from it. This is not the first time that has occurred, but that is the way the Lord works at times, to make someone think through what he has given us. Like, for example, the Bible it is to be studied thoroughly and taken in context. Where I was led was back to Matthew 24, verse 10, and many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. Let us look at this in the King James Version. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. I want to key in on the word offended. In the actual Greek, it is seen as be offended, which is to entrap, that is, trip up, figuratively stumble, transitively, or entice to sin, apostasy, or displeasure. As you can see, there's a lot happening with these two words in the original Greek. So let's look into each of these. First off, we have to look at the wording we see in the King James. To be offended. Has not the woke, politically correct crowd taken offense to a ton of stuff, including Christianity itself? The answer is yes. Has that not entrapped many and caused them to feel guilty when there is no need to feel guilt, thus enticing them to enter into sin? By forcing them to accept the sins of others? Ephesians 5, 6-7 Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey Him. Don't participate in the things these people do. James four seventeen. Remember, it is a sin to know what you ought to do, and then not do it. These, which we are told to turn away from, are condoning sin. They are becoming apostate. They are becoming lukewarm, which is seen as worse than denying God and His Son, Jesus Christ, outright. Revelation three fifteen through 16 I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other, but because you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. This is what it says about those like this in the times we now live within. 1 Timothy 4, 1-5 Now, the Holy Spirit tells us clearly, in the last times, some will turn away from the true faith, 
They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. They will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods. But God created these foods to be eaten with thanks by the faithful people who know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. For we know it is made acceptable by the word of God and prayer. Does this not sound familiar yet again? Again, this needs to be made truly clear. These letters that have been made into the New Testament are for those that have accepted Jesus Christ as their Savior. The four Gospels and the Book of Acts are witnesses of the truth of Jesus Christ and the Son of God and the Messiah. The rest of the New Testament is guides for those that have accepted Christ as their Savior on how to live and act. When a statement like, some will turn away from the true faith, is referred to those that were originally saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and have turned their backs upon God. This means that you can lose your salvation and have betrayed God himself. They are labeled as what they are, hypocrites, liars, and since they live in acts of sin, yet believe they are right with God, they have no consciences. To them, being apostate is normal and natural. They see themselves as one with God, who, as I have just said, they have turned away from and left. It is made clear they receive their teachings and beliefs from deceptive spirits and demons. Is there a heaven? Is there wars being fought in heaven between right and evil? Angels must have adversaries. The devil did not fall to earth alone. Those angels that followed him went with him in his defeat, joining him in his pursuit to deceive humanity. Let us focus on apostasy, for that is what betraying God is called. Apostasy is defined as the act of giving up your religion or political beliefs and leaving a religious or political belief and leaving a religion or political party, per the Cambridge Dictionary. But that is not how the Bible sees it. The Bible says this, Hebrews 10, 26-29 Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refuses to obey the laws of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if it were common and unholy, and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God's mercy to us. The implication here is that those that continue to place their sin first in their life, not only continue to live in this sin, 
are exposed to a worse punishment when they stand before God on the day of the great white throne judgment. But they will continue to live their lives as if they are still under the grace of salvation. A prime example of this was brought to my attention the other day. A friend of my wife said that her and a friend were going to church, which my wife said was an excellent idea. My wife, when relating this conversation to me, mentioned that her friend's friend was very happily a homosexual and had no intention of changing his life choice in this regard. Yet to condense Romans chapter 1, especially verses 24 through 32, says that God turned his back upon those that worshipped God's creation instead of God, and so people turned to the sin of same-sex relationships. It is shown as a sin in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, 1 Timothy 1, 10, Jude 1, 7, Leviticus 18, 22, and Leviticus 20, 13. Yet many, especially in today's world, insist that this is fine to live these life choices. Now let me make this perfectly clear. If this is how you wish to live your life, fine, do so. However, when taking all the references I have included here, does this make you right with God? Now, taking the verses mentioned before into consideration, the Bible shows that this life choice is not the best for allowing a person to stand before God. In fact, you are most likely making it worse for yourself, especially if you say you are Christian, as is made notably clear in Revelations 3, 15-16. I know all the things you do, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you are one or the other, but since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. God would rather you live these life choices denying God, for it is worse in His sight that you live in this sin and then say you are Christian. God makes it clear that this lifestyle choice does end when you truly accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11 Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, or who worship idols, or commit adultery, or are male prostitutes, or practice homosexuality, or are thieves, or greedy people, or drunkards, or are abusive, or cheat people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but you were cleansed, you were made holy, you were made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Some of you were once like that. Does this mean it will be easy and without suffering? No. Why is living the life of the lukewarm, the apostate, worse than living the same sin denying Christ? Let us revisit Hebrews 10.29, which we read a bit ago. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy, as if it were common and unholy, and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit, who 
brings us God's mercy to us. Let's now look at Luke 12.10. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. This is seen again in Matthew 12, 31, 32. So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven. Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in the world or in the world to come. Therefore, living in sin, which a person sees as greater than God, his Son, and the Holy Spirit, which has been given unto those who ask for salvation. When someone accepts Jesus Christ as their Savior, they are filled with the Holy Spirit. They are given a part of God to live within them. 1 Corinthians 6, 18-20 Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does, for sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple for the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. Those who are saved make their bodies become the Holy of Holies when being filled with the Holy Ghost being filled with the earthly representative of God himself. When a person places their sin above all else, that is their God. When they say, I must live in this sin, for it is where my heart is, that is their God. This breaks the first of the Ten Commandments to place no other God before the Lord God Almighty. This breaks the greatest commandment to love God with all your heart, mind and soul. This is blasphemy and so is unforgivable sin. This is the line that should never be crossed, but millions cross it daily. They cross it in this blind belief that they are one with God when it has just been shown it is totally and completely the opposite. So opposite that it is seen as unforgivable. So how can this be fixed? First and foremost, the person living in sin needs to come to the realization that their current God is not the true God. They need to show real, unadulterated remorse. 2 Corinthians 7, 8-11 I am not sorry that I sent the severe letter to you, though I was sorry at first, for I know it was painful for you for a little while. Now I'm glad I sent it, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to repent and to change your ways. It was the kind of sorrow God wants his people to have, so you were not harmed by us in any way. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There is no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow which lack repentance results in spiritual death. Just see what this godly sorrow produced in you. Such earnestness, such concern to clear yourselves, such indignation, such alarm, such longing to see me, such zeal, 
and such a readiness to punish wrong. You showed that you have done everything necessary to make things right. This true remorse will change a person. In many cases, there will be emotional pain. Most likely, a lot of tears and heartaches as well. As for my example I gave earlier, at the least, those that truly repent, there will be a desire to abstain or enter into celibacy. At the most, you will move into a heterosexual relationship bound in marriage with mutual respect, desire, and love. True repentance means that the God that that person worships, no matter what it is, becomes something that makes them sick and upset to even think of worshiping ever again. Their new God becomes the true God through the blood shed by His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Their former God is no longer welcome in their life. Their new desire is to seek to please God. Being filled with the Holy Ghost and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, their old desires, their old life is left behind and they begin to seek to find out who they have become. They do this painstakingly studying the Bible and learning how to live a truly Christian lifestyle. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the world remembers. But all an empty world can sell is empty dreams. I got lost in the light, but it was up to me to make a name the world remembers. But Jesus is the only name to remember. And I
legacy I don't care if they remember me Only Jesus